back to the Mental Health Unboxed podcast. Uh, we are continuing our series on suicide today. I am Marembe Paul, joined by... Chomgisha uh, Flavia. Yes, and we're both members of the Buzzcut Foundation. So today we're going to be talking about how to tell if someone is suicidal. And Flavia, as a mental health professional, I think you can start us off by telling us just certain people who are more at risk of suicidal attempts or tendencies. Oh, yes. Thank you, Paul. Yes, you're welcome to this podcast. Yes, I'll go straight to the point. Suicidal tendencies and suicidal attempts. Uh, Briefly, about suicide. Suicide is an attempt to terminate. It can be completed or incomplete, depending. So people that are at a higher risk of suicidal tendencies and suicidal attempts. Um, first and foremost, we look at age. You find that people who are at adolescent, then the, the middle age, above 40s, 41, 50s, such people have very many problems. They tend to get depression, they have responsibilities, They some of them afford to reach, at least to achieve something in life. So you find that they, what they only resort to is having those suicidal ideas. At the end of the day, they complete the suicide or they may not complete. Then I go to the adolescent. Adolescents face a lot of emotional problems. Maybe they're sexually harassed, maybe they're physically harassed at home, maybe school, they have problem with school, problem with finances. You find that the thoughts keep piling, 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 piling. What they resort to is getting suicidal ideas and suicidal items. So unemployed people, as I was saying, people who don't have jobs, you find that there is idle, they tend to get negative thoughts. What, what they think, they always get thoughts whereby they feel like they are not productive to them. So what they resort to are the negative thoughts, negative emotions, and they end up having suicidal attempts or suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideas. Then also we talk of people who have comorbid illnesses. Uh, for example, chronic illnesses like cancer. Look at a cancer patient. They know they're not going to cure. They know they'll have to be supported for the rest of their remaining lives. So they tend to develop those negative emotions. They become depressed. So they start thinking they were dead. They start having those thoughts that they are abandoned to their relatives. You talk of this other other chronic illness, someone who has a liver cirrhosis, who has been a, a chronic alcohol user, someone who has... These, these illnesses that don't cure, someone who has HIV, if they don't get enough counseling, they can resort to suicidal attempts. Then we also talk of the, 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 the unmarried people. Yeah, research has it that biggest number of unmarried people are at a higher risk of suicide compared to someone who is married. Someone who is married may have a family and they'll have that second thought that how will I live my children? How will I live my life, my wife? How will I live maybe my husband? So you find that the unmarried people, they have reduced chances. Thank you, Flavia, for sharing with us. Um, I think it, it provides a lot of insights that suicide is not just like maybe a young people's thing, but it's spread out throughout different people. 
going through different things. So I think it just speaks to create awareness. So I was saying thank you so much um, for sharing with us um, on, on people who are at an increased risk of suicidal ideations and tendencies. I think it just goes to say that suicidal is spread through, like anybody can be suicidal, you know? It, it's not just like a particular sect of people who have this problem. Yes, some people are more at risk, but it just goes to create awareness that when someone comes up to you and tell you, tells you that they're suicidal, you shouldn't be like, oh, I thought it was just for these people. And also goes to show that um, in, telling us, in telling you the people who are at an increased risk of suicidal ideations, we want you to know so you can keep your eyes out. So for example, if someone is going through, for example, if someone has lost their job, you're able to tell that this person is going through a complicated emotional situation and they are at an increased risk of reaching a place where they are suicidal. So we're going to talk about how to tell if someone is suicidal. Um, I think we've, we've understood the definition of suicide in that suicide is when someone attempts to take their own life. And there are different things. One of the things that we need to understand about suicide is that it's sort of like a journey, you know, so, like someone like moves through steps to reach that place. And in moving through those steps, there are certain things that will show you. There are certain things that, that you can look out for and know that this person is at the precipice. I think one of the most important things that you can look out for is their language. You know, people who are suicidal tend to say, oh, life doesn't matter. Or they tend to say, anyway, death, you know, death comes for all of us. They say things that, that, that tell you that for them, death seems to be an answer. They will make like small little comments here and there. And it seems like for them, death is, is, is an answer and is a solution. So if, if we pay attention and pick up on such signs, we can be able to help these people. I think also um, a change in their demeanor in that someone who was bubbly and outgoing and always like, oh, you know, sort of someone who has like the life of the parties now, you know, calmer and quieter and keeps to themselves more and, you know, is, is sort of more secluded and more into themselves. That could be, you know, a sign that something is wrong. You know, it could be a sign to tell you that something is happening. Then also people who are suicidal tend to sort of try to like organize themselves they sort of try to prepare people for their deaths so you can have them like telling you that oh when i die do a b c d e f g when i die make sure this is okay or when i die you know you can take these things that were once mine so they'll sort of like be preparing people um for when they die and um they, they also um sorry <laughs> They also tend to withdraw from others. So they tend to keep to themselves. They tend to be secluded. This also comes into play with regards to their demeanor. So they tend to, you know, be alone and sort of try to, to try to be secluded and be alone with their thoughts and be alone with their feelings. So if you see someone who is sort of like isolating themselves from the crowd and someone who is keeping to themselves that's something to pay attention to. Then also they tend to show harmful behavior. Like they, they sort of become like risk takers, like say you're crossing a road, they, you know, they'll, they'll be a person who just sort of like crosses aimlessly. They'll do like small things that you can tell 
that you know they sort of have a disregard for their lives like usually people are like oh i have to keep myself safe i have to make sure that i'm okay but people who are experiencing suicidal thoughts and suicidal ideation sometimes tend to be more reckless and they tend to um, allow themselves to be in risky situations a bit more. Um, I think Flavia can add on that and share some more in that regard. How do we identify that a person is suicidal? We as the mental health professionals, we normally have a slogan we use. Yes, every person Every person in his or her life may reach a point whereby they may think of dying. However, people who have the above problems I'm going to mention are at a higher risk of committing suicide or of completing a suicide. The first thing is that the male, the male gender. Male genders, normally, research has it that... Uh, Male genders are at a higher risk of committing suicide compared to the female genders. The females have high risks of suicide, of what you call suicidal attempts or what you call deliberate self-harm, but they rarely complete it. It is normally incomplete compared to the male. When a male person says he's going to commit suicide, 99% of them do commit, do complete the suicide. Then I'll talk of people who are aged 45 years and above. You know, as we grow in age, as we advance in age, we tend to get a number of responsibilities. So when someone reaches the age of 45 and they feel like they have not achieved what they are supposed to achieve, maybe by that time someone is expected to have a good home, a responsible wife perhaps, to have at least to have a, a job, a status in community. So if many of them do not achieve that by that age, they tend to develop negative emotions. They tend to think that they are unworthy and the only solution is dying. Uh, another, 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 if, like another future we normally base on to tell how a person is suicidal we normally ask about a, a depressive episode a period whereby you feel like you're so low in mood you've lost interest in previously enjoyable activities you feel like you you feel guilty about some things in life you feel like you really not worthy or hopeless to live basically this depressive episode normally proceeds maybe a stressor which may be a loss of a dear one maybe a loss of a job maybe an acute outbreak so maybe a breakup in a relationship so basically we we attend we tend to add to assess for a depressive episode that persistent mood loss of interest uh, feelings of guilt you get suicidal thoughts and ideas that has been there for at least a period of two weeks when it is persistent then secondly how do we identify suicidal behaviors people who have had previous suicidal attempts are at a higher risk of completing a suicide so we normally ask 
have you ever attempted suicide before if yes what was the plan was it successful how were you rescued what was the problem that caused you to think of dying you understand then this takes us to another which may be ethanol or any other drug use people who use drugs of abuse normally 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 complete the suicide why because the drugs normally alter their thinking someone who is drunk may go and drive a car and end up causing an accident dying and maybe killing people that person may or maybe that person wants to jump from the roof that person is drunk may go up and complete the suicide so you find that ethanol alters someone is thinking so people who use drugs of abuse ethanol marijuana mirror cocaine pethidine all those drugs of abuse normally contribute to a suicide then we shall talk of the i talked about the 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 married people if you have no spouse basically people who have no spouse have a high chances of completing suicide than someone who has a spouse someone who has a good family support someone who has friends someone who has supportive relatives they normally don't complete the suicide how do we identify that a person is suicidal we as the mental health professionals we normally have a slogan we use yes every person every person in his or her life may reach a point whereby they may think of dying however people who have the above problems i'm going to mention are at a higher risk of committing suicide or of completing a suicide the first thing is that the male the male gender male genders normally research has it that uh male genders are at a higher risk of committing suicide compared to the female genders the females have high risks of suicide of what you call suicidal attempts or what you call deliberate self-harm but they rarely complete it it is normally incomplete compared to the male when a male person says he's going to commit suicide 99 percent of them do commit do complete the suicide then i'll talk of people who are aged 45 years and above you know as we grow in age as we advance in age we tend to get a number of responsibilities so when someone reaches the age of 45 and they feel like they have not achieved what they are supposed to achieve maybe by that time someone is expected to have a good home a responsible wife perhaps to have at least to have a, a job a status in community so if many of them do not achieve that by that age they tend to develop negative emotions they tend to think that they are unworthy and the only solution is dying uh, another 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 this another it, like another future we normally based on to tell how a person is suicidal we normally ask about a, a depressive episode, a period whereby you feel like you're so low in mood, you've lost interest in previously enjoyable activities, you feel like 
you you feel guilty about some things in life you feel like you really not worthy or hopeless to live basically this depressive episode normally proceeds maybe a stressor which may be a loss of a dear one maybe a loss of a job maybe an acute outbreak so maybe a breakup in a relationship so basically we we atten- we tend to ad- to assess for a depressive episode that persistent mood loss of interest uh, feelings of guilt you get suicidal thoughts and ideas that has been there for at least a period of two weeks when it is persistent then secondly how do we identify suicidal behaviors people who have had previous suicidal attempts are at a higher risk of completing a suicide so we normally ask have you ever attempted suicide before? If yes, what was the plan? Was it successful? How were you rescued? What was the problem that caused you to think of dying? You understand? Then this takes us to another, which may be ethanol or any other drug use. People who use drugs of abuse normally, normally, normally complete the suicide. Why? Because the drugs normally alter their thinking someone who is drunk may go and drive a car and end up causing an accident dying and maybe killing people that person may or maybe that person wants to jump from the roof that person is drunk may go up and complete the suicide so you find that ethanol alters someone is thinking so people who use drugs of abuse ethanol marijuana mirror cocaine pethidine all those drugs of abuse normally contribute to a suicide then we shall talk of the i talked about the 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 married people if you have no spouse basically people who have no spouse have a high chances of completing suicide than someone who has a spouse someone who has a good family support someone who has friends someone who has supportive relatives they normally don't complete the suicide then i also talk about what we call rational thinking loss this is basically in psychosis and what is psychosis psychosis is detachment from reality you feel like the real environment you don't know what is happening your in your own world so basically are for us what you call the mental patients people who have psychosis are at a higher risk of completing suicide why it is because during that time they are not in their normal state of mind maybe that person goes up the roof and maybe perhaps that person is hearing voices of people telling her please go and jump from top of the roof and you fall down and since that person He's not mentally okay. That person will obey the voices and ends up jumping there and then losing his or her life. Then we also look at an example of our bipolar patients. Our bipolar patients that normally have what we call grandiose delusions. These delusions basically make them feel like they are so, so much special than other people. They can do extraordinary things which other people cannot do so what what do they resort to they may feel like for them they 
they are like angels or maybe they're like batman they can fly so in order to fulfill that grandiosity they will end up maybe jumping and in the course of jumping they end up losing their lives so people who basically have that altered mental state that detachment from reality you have hallucinations you have delusions they have that disorganized behavior and speech for us what we term as the mentally sick patients they are at a very high high risk of committing suicide uh, the other thing is that people have other underlying mental disorders for example you have maybe epilepsy and epilepsy comes with its own 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 problems because of those frequent attacks maybe the attacks get you when you're in people you st- you feel ashamed people laugh at you you get scars some get the the, the 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 attacks and they fall maybe in fire they get scars they start developing hatred towards themselves so you find that someone who has an underlying mental disorder for example epilepsy for example maybe you've had a post-traumatic stress disorder before perhaps you were raped you became traumatized you felt like life was no more so when the moment you get anything that can easily bring back those negative emotion you tend to think of suicide and death as the only solution people who have organized plans are at a higher risk of completing a suicide than someone who doesn't have an organized plan. Then we shall talk of the... I remember I talked about the sick underlying medical conditions like diabetes, cancer, hypertension, hepatitis. Those chronic, chronic illnesses can also easily make someone complete a suicide. So you find that suicide or suicidal behaviors or suicidal attempts remember i explained an attempt is whereby someone tries to end his or her life but they don't succeed while suicide suicide is an act of intentionally terminating your life so suicidal behaviors normally come with negative emotions uh that lack of hope that things can get better people feel overwhelmed with problems they feel overwhelmed with their ongoing situations they feel like they're unworthy they're hopeless they can't change anything so what do they resort to those negative emotions tend to change into suicidal thoughts and at the end of the day they develop suicidal behaviors they may isolate themselves they lose interest in things they used to do they tend to enjoy being alone and the moment when someone enjoys being alone chances of developing those suicidal thoughts and behaviors increase and the chances of completing it as well do increase Another thing to talk about, especially when we're talking about how to tell someone is suicidal, is self-harm. Yes, self-harm can be a sign of someone being suicidal, but there are some times when it's, it's not done because an individual is suicidal. 
um, it's actually been called non-suicidal self-injury. Um, someone actually once described it as a coping mechanism, even as they wished their world would end. So one of the things to understand about self-harm is why do people self-harm? People self-harm usually to express difficult emotions. Um, there's sometimes when your emotions are just bottled up inside of you and you don't know what to do with them. And the pain that you feel as you self-harm can be a sort of release. It can be a way for you to release all, all the pent-up emotions inside of you. The other times when people self-harm uh, when they feel numb, their mental illnesses, especially depression, can leave you feeling numb in a place where you can't feel anything. So as you feel the pain from the self-harm, it, um, it, it helps you to, to express feeling. It helps you to feel something. Um, people also self-harm because they want to be able to experience a sense of control because as, as you cut yourself, you're the one who's in charge. You're the one who decides I'm going to cut. You're the one who, who decides I'm going to burn myself. You're the one who decides. So it, it gives them a sense of control, especially in situations when they feel no control. It can also be done uh, as a form of punishment. If someone feels that they've let themselves down or they've done something that has disappointed themselves, they could turn to self-harm. Uh, you, but usually it's an expression of turmoil. It's an expression that shows you that this person is in a is in a difficult emotional state, and they don't necessarily know how to communicate that state. You know, so there there's so many different forms of self harm, but I think the most common ones are cutting and burning. But you can have situations where people bang their heads against the wall. Um, you can have situations of self strangulation where someone um like tries to strangle themselves but they never like take it to the point usually they try to stop themselves before like they feel themselves dying they could be pulling out hair it's so many different things but again the most common ones are cutting and burning and you know then the, the question you might ask is now that i've said that it it's not necessarily always suicidal behavior is it dangerous um it's dangerous because Yes, th there are situations where self-harm can be suicidal behavior and it can be an indicator that a person is suicidal and people who self-harm are at a higher risk of being suicidal, like they're at a higher risk of actually reaching the place where they're like, you know what, let me actually take my life. And then also it can be dangerous because sometimes in self-harming, they could actually end up harming themselves in a way that ends up, that they end up losing their life. For example, people who cut, they could cut themselves too deep one time and they end up losing their lives so people who self-strangle they, they might not be able to stop it in time and they end up losing their lives so if some if you anyone you know is self-harming it is something that you need to pay attention to it's not something i should just say oh that's grace that's what paul does that's paul you know but it's something that you should pay attention to and people individuals who self-harm should be um treated as any other individuals with mental illness and they should be and you should understand that you know just like suicidal behavior there is something underlying all this that's causing this i've, I've already explained that it's to do with um emotions that they can't ex exactly understand or they can't exactly express so th the same way you would deal with someone who is so suicide sorry the same way you would deal with someone who is suicidal is the same way that you could deal with someone who self-harms um so really, that, that's, that's all we had to share with you guys for today. But I just want to say to all the people who might be suicidal or who might have been suicidal, 
it's not the end of the world it's there's hope there is light at the end of the tunnel and no one should ever make you feel bad because that's how you felt because you also didn't have any control over it and you know reach out to us at the basket foundation we'll be more than happy to help you out and for the people who haven't been suicidal before i hope that this has been extremely educational for you and i hope that how you deal with people who are suicidal or people who self-harm will be at will be different from now on like you'll treat them in a much better way and you'll be more understanding towards their plight thank you so much for listening till next time we're out Oh, 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 oh,